On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Big D returns once again for his final appearance of this series. And, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit about what happened last week because, I mean, mistakes were made. And, boy, there's stuff to talk about with that. Besides that, Big D and Kidder are going to talk a lot of Star Trek. And, uh, hey, we're even going to look at some things from ChatGPT and see what we think. Otherwise, it's just a good show with three good brothers sitting down, drinking some brews. And, of course, now you. So, you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V. Mark Kidder. Pour a cold beverage, pour pussies, enjoy time with The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks, okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues MBS, the podcast that is the surefire cure for the hangover. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder! How you doing tonight? What's up? I'm uh, just living the dream, surviving the nightmare, <clears throat> up, down, turn around, blast the music. Yeah, how you doing? I, you know, this was uh, a weird week. Uh, mm. I got into work on Monday and opened up my uh, Outlook calendar to go in. What meetings do I have this week? And looked, and it's like North Dakota Travel Industry Conference starts today. I'm like, well, crap, because that meant for the next three days I've been at. I had to be at the uh, Bismarck Radisson for this conference. And in past, when I've gone, it's been a good conference. There's been stuff to gather. And I don't know what it was about this year, but it seemed like every one of the breakout sessions I sat through just did not apply to my job. The descriptions made it sound like they applied to my job. But then the actual presentations didn't match. And it's kind of frustrating. I think I saw maybe one good presentation out of the whole week worth. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, but because of all my travels to Jamestown the week before and then being out three days, it just felt like a mad scramble the last half of this week to just try and catch up with stuff that's been put off for weeks. So it's been a little stressful. But uh, I'm uh, getting to sit here with you and have a nice chat, which is always good. And of course, Kidder, we're not alone. Returning to the show for the third week in a row, it's Big D. Big D, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right. And, of course, always happy to be uh, joining the Mark Tremonti and Miles Kennedy of Internet Broadcasting. He doesn't get that joke. Alter Bridge. <laughs> Maybe he does. Who the hell lets you in here? <laughs> the guy who sings Edge's theme song. That guy. Well, I, I, I figured when you said Alter Bridge, I knew that, but I did not know the exact the members of Alter Bridge. I, I'm one of those like okay music fans where like I can name the band, but I can't tell you who the members are. Gotcha. And he's an okay music fan. Okay, here's another song. Yeah, I listen. I there's a reason that Kidder and I work well as a duo. He's got the music side of this covered. I don't have to worry about it. I, I I just exist, and I ask him when I need help with music stuff. Gentlemen, I, I think uh, 
you know, we should stop stalling a little bit and get to everybody's favorite part of the show, mm. and that is what's on tap. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. yeah. Big D, Damn. would you like to go first? Damn. I'll, I'll stop the madness uh, with a, and I'll inject a little bit of madness. Yeah. So, yep, this is yeah. one I've done. <laughs> This is one I've had on before. Uh, Kidder, I know you're having a, uh, an evening, so it, it, it's only fitting. I'm thinking of you, and I wasn't thinking about you when I got this, but I'm thinking of you right now. It's your favorite. I it's an IPA. Loco. <laughs> got, my, got the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, 9% ABV, uh, miscellaneous fluid ounces. Oh, 568 milliliters because I'm feeling metric today. Mm -hmm. I've had it on before. And I gave it a four out of five, so I'll just cut that part. Uh, short. I'm guessing it sounds like something that I would have said. Oh. Uh, I remember you said it would be better poured down the sink. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, you're, yep. you're wrong, but you know. Oh, no. I am not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> So after uh, after the interesting uh, episode that was last week with uh, your your purple drink there, uh, Howard, and whatever the hell you had, you had did you have sour a four loco or did you have you have the sour apple four, four loco? Um, yeah. Hopefully you're both are drinking something a little less volatile, maybe a little bit classier. No. Round two will be classy. Don't worry. Oh, what I do you guys you, got? I, I thought I thought you were saying I hope you feel better. I'm like no. <laughs> no, I've had a headache since last Friday. That's a result of Yep. Yeah. That's my guess. Need to need to not have four loco. Agreed. It shouldn't exist. But something does exist in your uh in your glass or will shortly. What do you get? What's on tap, Doucher? I'm waiting for Howard to take one for the team. Oh. Okay. I'll set the brush down. Um, yeah, we're doing a show here. Come on. How do you expect people to pay attention to this when you're not even paying attention? I'm paying attention. I just also am painting. Listen, oh, I, oh, I only oh. get so much hobby time, and I use part of the podcast, which is oh. a hobby, to do another hobby, which is painting. You know, it's hobby. It, Hobby stacking. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Yeah. And uh, hey, I finally get to have this. It's been in my fridge for a while, and uh, I'm excited to try it. In fact, I have a sweatshirt from this brewery. It is the Crow Peak Brewing Company out of my hometown of Spearfish, South Dakota. And it is their pile of dirt porter, which I believe Kidder has had on the show before because he's ahead of me on these South Dakota beers. Uh, but to remind you, it is 6% alcohol by volume, uh, handcrafted in the Black Hills, and nothing else really of description on the can. Uh, so, looking forward to giving this a try. Um, I have wanted to go back to Spearfish, and this is on my list for the next time I go through theirs to check out their brewery. Um, because I've had the sweatshirt for years. My sister gave it to me as a Christmas gift. So let's give this a try. Hmm. That's a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent porter. Not quite as dark as I usually like, but 
it's enjoyable. I wish I could give you more of tasting notes to it. Um, Dirt. That's not that bad. And I wouldn't really know what dirt tastes like, Kidder. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kidder's not recording in the multicam view, so he's oh, getting away with all sorts of shenanigans tonight. I'm not. Are you? Maybe. You, the audience, you'll know, because future Howard will edit it. <laughs> if it is. But uh, anyway, um, it, this is all right. I'll give it a... A three out of five average. I'll give it an average. So, with that, Kidder, mm. what you having? Yes. What you drinking? Uh, What's on tap? How bad of a night are you having? <laughs> Let's see. Big Big D, the Voodoo Rangers, the new Belgium collection. Is, is it not? Uh, uh, because I seem to yeah. remember it being yeah. part of. The variety pack I'm forced to purchase when I want a tasty beverage like a Mountain Time Premium Lager and only get a couple of them. So I, I, I'm going to dig into the other variety pack, I guess. <clears throat> I have uh, flavors of cranberry and spice and everything nice. Mm -hmm. It is the New Belgium limited release holiday ale. You know, nothing like being five months late to the holidays wait a minute hold on ah, best by april 23rd okay this is gonna be great uh okay it says 7.5 percent alcohol by volume again flavors of cranberry and spice uh it's an ale with cranberry cinnamon and natural flavors Best by date on bottom. <laughs> uh, it's 12 fluid ounces or for Big D, 355 milliliters of potentially expired and coppery ale. So let's pop that into the container here. Get that uh, over here. Yeah, dirt. I. Uh... But I was just going to say, I looked it up. I had this on uh, episode 92. I'll share my thoughts after you take a swig. I pulled up the run or the uh, drink spreadsheet from the local geek. So, because this well, one sounded familiar. It's very, very good that the local geek can help keep us on the straight and narrow with the drinking. Mm -hmm. You definitely smell the cinnamon right off the top. And uh, the cranberry, too. Hint of ale with it. So the color is very goldeny, it appears. Not reddish or, you know, like uh, dirt brown. That's a, that's a new one. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of like a liquid cinnamon cookie or gingerbread cookie. I don't, I don't know if I really like it or not. <laughs> I, I'm slightly confused. Uh, I, my, uh, my comment on this one, Keter, that the local geek recorded was, "Ugh, 
it's not the cranberries that makes this terrible. It's the cinnamon. One out of five was my rating. There's, it does just kill your palate. Just a, attacks. It's it's like Big D chasing after people on base. I, I mean, just terrible. Like atrocious. Uh, it, it's practically a war crime against your tongue. Yeah, but, I remember. But, but then it mellows out. Kind of like Big D after a couple drinks. So, I mean, how do you rate that? How do you rate that? Kidder, I remember that beer being. Yeah, I remember that beer being so bad that I, I talked to people about like it for a while. Like when they'd ask about the show, like, "Hey, had any interesting beers on the show?" Well, I had this cranberry cinnamon beer that was just terrible. Um, I'm sorry that that's what you're drinking tonight. Well, I mean, it, it is. What I say, seven and a half percent. So. You'll get you drunk. It's kind of like the sangria jug. <laughs> Big D, were you around for the sangria jug? Mm, don't believe I was. Mm. It's very disappointing that you were not because it would have been great to have you help us finish it quicker. Oh, like physically in Bismarck like with you? Grand Forks. In, oh, so you're talking about, I thought the, you were referencing uh, what's on tap segment. Um, oh, no, no. It, give me a time was, frame. It, it would have been in the two-bedroom apartment uh, where you came to visit us a couple times before and after you moved. Yeah, probably not. That that doesn't ring a bell. But then again, neither does the uh, uh, that that damned ice cream cookie or whatever. And you have photographic evidence of that. So take yeah, my memory. I, take my memory for what it's worth. <laughs> I sure do. I bet Howard put it up for the uh, assistance of our viewers. Shame on you, future Howard. (laughs) Or or if I didn't, you know, just look at a bunch of our thumbnails. Look at our merch store. Look at last week's episode. I mean, it it got used a lot recently. Last week's episode, and timey-wimey now, last week's episode, which is in the future for us as we record this, but will be in the past as of the time this airs. So I haven't had a chance to see what... Uh, magnificent trolling you have thrown in there yet, Howard. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, I think. Uh, you know, I didn't do a, a ton of trolling on it, so you don't have to worry so much about that, but it, it was more of just interesting little edits, because I, you, you'll see, you'll see. Uh, it's It's hard to explain. It's the way my mind works with some of this stuff. It's as things pop up there's just a need to put some of these things in here so for instance as an example uh, i'll give you this one uh it it may just be that during the episode almost every member of the uh, podcast left for a while i think kidder was the only one who didn't leave at some point during the show last week and i maybe because i was using a multi-cam view and I didn't really want to leave an empty spot. Stuff might appear in everybody's empty boxes. Phrase, you know, oh my goodness. Phrase. So, so that, down. this is a PG 13 podcast that, that may have happened. Uh, you know, there are other things. There was uh, JS was talking about taking his daughter to Menards and he called her the dinosaur and Kidder made a dinosaur noise. And there may or may not be a dinosaur that pops up on screen during that. I mean, uh, you know, it's just these things that just I get they an idea. I, yeah, I, I get an idea, and I'm like, I can make that happen. 
<laughs> it, it's just kind of uh, it, it kind of harkens back to my love of little Easter eggs and such. Uh, gentlemen, I did put on the run sheet, and I, I thought it'd be worth talking. Uh, if you if you haven't watched last week's episode, the audience, uh, you might want to go back and watch that one before this one. Uh, but being that I have edited last week's episode, I just have to ask guys, how you feeling after last week? Because, well, big D. Did you forget? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking because uh, there was a lot of uh, bad. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, potent oh, alcohol uh, drink last week. You know, Kidder, uh, I know in the stuff that we recorded, or at least you recorded, that didn't make the uh, show, you and JS were both complaining about how it was making your head hurt, your face hurt. So I'm just checking in, man. How, how, how have you recovered after that? Was, was the day after it terrible, or were you back to it was you know, It was normal? terrible. Not, not only did I have to get up early, not only did I have to drive two hours, not only did I have a funeral to go to, not only did that make my head feel like it was the size of this room, not only did I take aspirin before I went to sleep, not only did I take aspirin after I woke up, not only did I go get one of those flavored teas of the mega size to try and get a bunch of vitamins and nutrients to just flush it out, but I had to survive the rest of the day and drive and do all of that and i couldn't just have you show for me <laughs> that sounds rough uh i was okay by by morning i i didn't end up with a headache i was if anything more tired because we ran so late and then i had to get up with kids so i i was dragging butt but i wasn't i i wasn't hung over I'd, I'd put it that way but you also consumed a bit more than i did but i will say this kidder um because I, I know I just wanted to get on this because every time that I am parent in charge, I, I limit how much alcohol I drink, right? I, you know, tonight I am not parent in charge. I'm going to have two beers tonight. That's fine. Uh, but I was parent in charge last week. And I will admit, um, I wasn't planning to drink that whole can uh, of juice. I was originally going to stop at some point like i was going to drink maybe a quarter when i once i figured out what it was and that's like i'm gonna drink a quarter because i need to be able to to function and i hate to say it that first quarter of that was so potent that i'd lost the ability to stop like i didn't realize how much that i drank after that quarter mm -hmm. if that makes sense until like i i finished the whole thing yeah that's that's what it'll do yeah yeah, and, and so for anybody who goes, gosh, Howard is usually so, like, you know, strict about it. Because I know when we did the um, live show, we had some people comment at me about the fact that I was saying, well, I'm parent in charge. I'm only having one drink. I think it's mostly because I was uh, complaining about the fact that my one drink had to be that terrible alcoholic Sunny D. That was bad. I was really kind of more annoyed at myself when it was all over that I had drank the whole thing. I don't care. Like, I, I've seen everything. I'm not, I, I don't care that, you know, I was kind of being, in, I made a fool of myself towards the end. I was definitely giving some people some laughs. I, and I'm fine with that. That can totally exist. Uh, but I have decided, Kidder, uh, I'm not ever going to do that again. 
So if, if anybody, JS, if you're listening, Local Geek, if you're listening, I, I'm not going to. No. If you bring me another Four Loco, another Juice, I'm not partaking. I will pass that back on. And that's just because if something would have happened, I would not have been able to do anything for my kids. You know, I struggled to make it up the stairs afterwards. I I was kind of at the end of it. <laughs> so it was that was rough. Never again. It's a Nickelback song. I don't think uh, local geek used that one on Impossible Music Challenge. Otherwise, I I had fun last week. Uh, interesting to see what it's like to paint while intoxicated. That's a great another example of just how out of it I was. Because I said I was going to stop. You, there, there's a point in uh, last week's episode where you go, there we go. Well, and I'm done painting because that's all I can do safely. And then I continued to paint the entire <laughs> night. So it turned out well. Yeah, you were mostly doing rust patterns or rust colorization, as I recall. I'm seems like a just lay perspective here, but it seems like it'd be kind of hard to uh, screw up. So yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely some spots where, I mean, I got overage on things that I want to paint different colors, but I can, I can recover that. I, I, I can recover that. I mean, that's part of painting. You you make mistakes and then you fix them. That's kind of how it goes. So it's, it's part of it. So well, I'll work on it tonight. But uh, gents, one of the things that came up out of uh, last week's episode was and I, headaches. I said it, uh, headaches, well, regret, uh, sadness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, the thought that we should tell, or at least I should tell, a couple of my favorite drunk Howard stories, and I might follow it up with a with a good drunk Big D story. Because I got one of those. I beg your pardon? Yeah. <laughs> should be good. <clears throat> Strap in, folks. It's going to be a good 20 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying, trying to lighten the mood, try to bring some humor, and I don't mind sharing these. Um, and so, I, I retain veto power. <laughs> no, you don't. That's, it, it's okay. You'll, you'll get a kick out of it. You consented to being on this show, and by joining us again, you have therefore given up your ability to say no. Oh, shut up and drink your cinnamon bile. (laughs) Yeah, it still tastes the same. There's no cranberry in this. (laughs) It's just like brown and a little cinnamon. Like, Anyway, Howard, the floor is yours. Yeah. Or, Or the chair. Yeah, uh, so I, I got two, uh, two, two, good, two good stories. Uh, we're sure because Drunk Howard does not appear very often. Uh, last week was a very rare appearance of my many personas. That one doesn't come out very often because I don't like being drunk. I don't, I enjoy having my memories and being able to tell stories. And so, like, I've never been blackout drunk because to me, that's just scary. It's been that way forever. Uh, but Drunk Howard is a very joyful uh, Howard who finds lots of things ridiculously funny. Uh, and the first real appearance of Drunk Howard was with Kidder. Uh, and it was, I think I've mentioned, we've mentioned this once because way back, I think it was in episode six, we talked about Kidder the one time that you and I almost got into a bar fight. 
Uh, we had gone He's out laughing and... because he either forgot this story or hasn't heard it yet. So this should be good. <laughs> but, you know, that was episode six. So, hey, if you have it, listen to that one here. I'll, I'll tell it a little bit again. But, Kidder, you'll have to help me remember some of the place names. Uh, but there was a comedy club. Dreamers. Dreamers. There we go. This is where I need to get her for. Uh, and on Wednesday nights, they would do a comedy show. It was usually two comedians. Uh, it was a, I forget what it cost was for admission, but it wasn't much like five or 10 bucks. Right. But then they had a special for seven bucks. You got a pitcher of beer and a pizza. And Mm -hmm. so one night, uh, we went like a good, a good size pizza. It wasn't just a personal pan pizza. It was a pizza corner, 11 inch pizza. Yeah. And you know, so if you had a couple of people, it was a pretty decent deal. You know, because you could get two for 14 bucks. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, students. Yeah. <clears throat> so Kidder, brother Nico and I go to the show and we're a little late getting there. So the only place we could find is this high top kind of off to one side. The way that we were situated for me to see the stage, um, I kind of had to sit side on, ways on the table, kind of like I am now. And because of that. Uh, Kidder was sitting so that he could look directly on the stage, but I couldn't see Kidder behind me. And uh, so we got our first pitcher of beer and pizza. And as the comedy act was going, uh, everybody knows I'm the slowest drinker in the West. Uh, As the community was going, the show kept getting better and better. I was laughing more and more. Uh, I thought, man, this guy's doing great. What I didn't know is that every time I took a drink of beer from my glass, I'd set it down and Kidder, who was behind me and therefore out of my vision would take the pitcher of beer and top off my glass and in the course of that uh first comedian i drank the majority of the pitcher of beer <clears throat> not realizing i had i don't know what happened the the show gets done and uh we're going to leave and this little table that we're at uh, there was a ramp that kind of ran past it and what i could not perceive in my drunkenness was this little like quarter of an inch ledge between our platform and this and i ended up tripping over it and i crashed into a guy um who immediately squared up and was like ready to duke it out um thankfully brother nico was sober and was able to like stop him and show him like hey it's an accident there's a ledge here he didn't see it and i you know apologize we were good that's I was drunk. Uh, Nico and Kidder dropped me off uh, back at the townhouse where I was uh, living uh, with Lefty, uh, Adam Foote, who we've had on the show, and another roommate. Uh, And I go upstairs, and Lefty, uh, who was... Yeah, she was my fiancé at the time. And... Uh, our other roommate, they were doing some craft project. They had the TV on. And I proceed to lay down on the floor. And uh, I'm watching the TV looking, you know, like backwards. So everything is upside down. And I am all laughing my ass off at the show that they have on. It is just the funniest thing to me. I'm laughing at all the jokes. It's great. Lefty and our roommate start laughing. Um at me with this and i finally go man this show is great what the hell am i watching 
I want to watch this again sometime. They're like, Howard, you're um, you're, you're watching Hannah Montana. Oh, this is great. Upside so, down. Upside down. I was watching Hannah Montana upside down. As a side note, I would also like to wish a very happy birthday to Brother Nico. Very happy birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. The uh, <laughs> the other uh, really great Drunk Howard story that I have, and I don't know that it's really great. I think it's funny. Um was when I was living in the apartment with Kidder and Dinosaur. And I had had it just a crappy day. Um, I think I went out. Did I go out to Farmer with that time? No, I don't think so. That was a different time. Nothing funny happened with that one. Um, but I, I had gone out drinking. Uh, I think it was with Farva. Not the one incident. Anyway. I'd been out drinking. They got a ride back and uh, Lefty was going to come in and pick me up and I was going to go over to her apartment. And um, because she was on her way to get me, I, I literally like, well, I'll just sit here. I'm not going to take my coat off. I'm not going to take my hat. This is middle of winter. Like, I'll just sit here in the chair and wait. Get a little bored. Decide, you know what? I should have another. Go to the fridge. I think I pulled like a Coors out of the fridge. Crack it open. I'm sitting here drinking this. Dinosaur walks in. I'm sitting there, coat, hat, coors. He kind of looks at me, and I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of staring off into space, and he just, Howard, you all right? I, I look up at him, and I go, I'm wearing a hat. Dinosaur's like, I think you maybe have had one too many. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. And um, so she's like, do do." Uh, do I need a, you know, you're going to lay down, sleep it off? I'm like, and I said, lefty's coming to get me. It's like, okay, have fun. And then went into his room because that's dinosaur for you. But those are my two, like, I, was, I wasn't crazy. I didn't happen often, but those were my two favorite ones of me just making an ass out of myself while drunk. <laughs> so enjoy those. But I teased I have a big D story. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to forget that part. Just, just b- before I exercise my veto power here, uh, which I bestow upon myself because I rule, um, just confirm that this was sometime in college because then I can I can, I can, can deal with that because I was not my best self necessarily back then. Growing since then. Unforgettable. Um, Unforgettable. I will... I'll put it this way, Big D. Uh, it, it was... <clears throat> I can't remember if you were still in college or it was shortly after, but it was shortly after you had become single again. That checks. I was not my best self at that time. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. But uh, we had gone out uh, for Kidder's, I believe, 22nd birthday. I think I'm still going to regret this thing. <laughs> uh, because we didn't get to go out for Kidder's 21st birthday because he went to Vegas. So this was kind of his makeup 21st birthday. So uh, Kidder drank a lot. A year late. He drank a lot. (laughs) Uh, I didn't. I was one of the, I was one of the uh, designated drivers along with brother Nico. Um, And then gosh, what what do I want to nickname him in case he doesn't want to know? Beyond the butter. 
Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a good nickname. Orange slice. Orange slice will work. <clears throat> so, uh, another buddy of ours, Orange Slice. Um, I'm not going to tell a lot of his stories because I do believe in not telling stories that embarrass people when they are not on the show to tell it themselves. It's a but you kind of need. You, you kind of need to know this. Um, he uh, he had a bunch to drink as well. Now he's kind of an interesting guy in the fact that once he is intoxicated, he becomes highly susceptible to suggestion. And so as we're sitting there kind of finishing out our night, somebody says we should go to Walmart. He's like, yes, we're going to Walmart. So brother Nico and I end up having to usher all of these intoxicated people through Walmart. And big D comes up to me and he just, you know, power. Uh Uh-huh. Why are we at Walmart? I go, well, Big D said, orange slice over there becomes highly susceptible to suggestions. So if you give him any sort of idea or suggestion right now, he's going to want to do it. And so Big D's like, oh, I got to try this. And so he walks up to him and goes, hey, orange slice, you should give me 20 bucks. Orange slice goes, no. I don't spend money when I'm drunk. Because that was like the one bit of willpower he had. He would not spend money. Even if he wanted a stick of gum and it only cost him 50 cents, he wouldn't buy it. I kind of walk up to me and I'm like, yeah, I should have warned you about the money thing. I'm like, you have to be a little bit more creative. And I go, hey, Marcus, come here. So, you should convince Kidder that he needs to buy some women's underwear. Marshall just looks at me goes, yes. And he goes, puts his arm around Kidder. <laughs> to which Kidder, who was intoxicated, really didn't appreciate this. He was not in the mood. And Orsalice me goes, you know what would be funny, Mark? If you bought some women's underwear, Mark said, get off me. So that that's the one story I have. <clears throat> It really isn't a big D story, I guess, now that I think about it, but he was there. No, no, it was a big D story because what happened afterward is big D went over to the women's section and then bought the aforementioned women's underwear. Well, I think I you're making that, that up. I was going to say, I was going to leave that part out, but I mean, I figured he'd exercise that out with his uh, creative control. But how did he get that in his contract, Kidder? Who, who, he didn't. Who that? He lied. <laughs> There's an addendum. You lion sack. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Some stories of Howard being heavily intoxicated. Not as exciting as probably most people thought. I do have a good picture of you, at least half in the bag, on your phone. Remember that one? No. That was one of the evenings with Orange Slice. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, he would never come on this show. Which is sad because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories to be told there. I will mention one part of a story because you talked about how he wouldn't spend any money. We ended up at I twenty nine one evening. May it rest in peace. I, I do miss miss that place a lot, but we ended up there because we were hungry. And it was, you know, whatever time, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> and Orange Slice is trying to get me 
to buy him a side of pancakes, like two pancakes. Mark. What? I want a pancake. Okay. Get a pancake. No, no, I can't spend any money. Just get a pancake. You want a pancake? No, no, no. You, you should get me a pancake. Okay. I'll, I'll order it for you and then you pay for it. No, no, I, I don't. But you want a pancake, right? Yes. So get a pancake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There you go. <laughs> Not embarrassing, but just shows the smart and frugalness, even while intoxicated. I mean, that that is kind of like a superpower, you know, to to realize. Because, I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who have stories of like, yeah, I was drunk, and so I ended up buying this. It's an but- acre of <laughs> land on the moon. <laughs> There's... I can't say that I've done anything like that. Spent a whole bunch of money when I've been uh, uh, having a few. I do recall when I was in uh, Vegas in uh, 2010, I was there for about six weeks for work. There was um, uh, another gentleman uh, who was there who uh, I was sitting outside one of the uh, restaurants or the, the pub in the hotel because it was uh, in town. I'm just sitting down there. It's like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And my colleague just walks up completely hammered. He's like, Big D, what's wrong, man? I just lost 1500 bucks. On the other hand, he was up 35 from like the day before. So he, he, he got over it. But the next weekend doesn't involve a lot of spending necessarily, but the same guy who's about 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Hey, Big D, hey, what's up, man? I'm drunk. Let's go ride a mechanical bull. And then we did. Uh, <laughs> Because there was another casino in Vegas that had a mechanical bull, some uh, Western bar. Yeah. And um, he did not last very long on the mechanical bull. What makes it more awesome is that he's from Texas. <laughs> you can think of all people that should have been like the thing. No, no, not even a little bit. You know, there's a, there's a lot of non-country parts of Texas these days. So Urban cowboys. Hey, uh, speaking of Texas, Kidder, uh, I know What'd we talked do? about this once before and you uh you just told me that i was wrong but apparently uh houston as in houston, a Texas, uh no uh apparently they have made a petition to the nhl to allow them to have their voters vote whether they are willing to pay, I forget what the ungodly amount of money is, to build a new stadium so that it could house the Houston Rockets and the Arizona Coyotes and then swipe the Arizona Coyotes. I actually talked about this on my terrestrial radio show the other day because there's an article about it and I read it and it was purely speculation of some sort because uh, it's still up in the air of if the coyotes will stay in Glendale or the surrounding area because the NHL does not want to move the franchise out of Arizona, even though they were kicked out of Glendale and uh, at least the Gia River, River Arena and I think another place uh, said no and they can't play at Arizona State University continuously because they're a college campus that 
has the arena that can house like 5,000 people. <laughs> so they're not really going to make money on anything. Uh, but Houston was brought up in the list of the potential sites if they were to move the franchise, like the Atlanta Thrashers. Go Hurricanes, by the way. Yeah, they're still in it. So are the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars, and the Florida Panthers. Yeah. I don't know who I want to win now. The Hurricanes, clearly, because it's a weather phenomenon. Nah, I don't. I don't choose teams based off mascots. Well, that blows. How long have you been waiting to make that joke? About five seconds. <laughs> Did I wait too long? Was the comedic effect too too great? A little bit. A little bit. I can't say I'm watching any of it. Uh, I just see updates. Thanks mostly to CM Punk. <laughs> Because he's watching, and I get all of the updates through the game of every <laughs> game. So thanks, CM Punk. I appreciate you. I'm yeah. thirsty. What you've already finished that crap? There you go. The quicker that you can get rid of it, the quicker you can move on to something and replace the crap taste. Gosh, I can't drink that fast, Skitter. If you put the paintbrush down or put the figure down, one or the other, or just go with me here. Uh, here we go. Here see we if go. you can see if you can fit one of those helmets that has the the, the dual cup holders and the yes. straw mm -hmm. uh, over those uh, headphones here, Howard. Then he's like, <laughs> the whole show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what should I have? Another expired beer. What's this one? <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this one. <clears throat> Wait, no, this is a Goose Island one. I need to hold off. I need to stick with New Belgium because I had a New Belgium. You have a New Belgium, so let's have this. <laughs> Here you go. The Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force. So one of my one of my colleagues was talking about during that. One of my classmates down here in Arizona was talking about that the other day. I don't know how I feel about that. I, although I think he was talking about the uh, the fruity IPA. Fruity, sure. IPA, sure. Put them together. I don't see the appeal, and I'm afraid to touch it. So I already know this is going to be Howard's favorite drink of the summer. And he's going to go buy 12-pack over 12-pack over 12-pack just so then he can stock up. <clears throat> Not only because it's an IPA, but to add on to that, that it is a fruit punch IPA. So it's not just fruity. It's all the fruits. My <laughs> drink of the summer is uh, the Finnish long drink, man. Yeah, you know how many ads I've had for that damn drink in the past two weeks? Not you enough. know how many? At least once every 12 scrolls on the social media. I'm like, I get it. I didn't mind it. Stop telling me. I already know. So the Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force, as you can see, the, the Ranger of the Voodoo is... A slightly different look than Big D's can. As I turn this, it is 9.5% alcohol by volume. I wish I was kidding, but I I actually read it correctly. <laughs> yes, you uh, did. 
It's 12 fluid ounces. What else do we have on here? It is an Imperial India Pale Ale with natural flavors. This one is actually good through July, so I'm safe from spoiling, but not not from good taste. Um, there's really no other information on here, and no Ball Corporation Aluminum. Traders. Okay. <sighs> May God be with us all. Oh, that is putrid. <laughs> it smells like somebody poured an IPA, left it outside for three days in a 90 degree heat, put it back in the fridge so it would chill, and then accidentally or purposely, because I could see the malicious intent with this kind of a garbage beverage, that they dumped half a packet of fruit punch uh, mixed drink like Kool-Aid in it. That's all of the scent coming out of the top of this. Thank you, Local Geek, for getting all of that and going back 12 times to scrub the correct verbiage. <laughs> uh, it's almost exactly how I described it. And it's... How is it mostly clear? Like, it, it's... I don't want to tip it over, but look. Look at the what's, color on that. Uh, what's the P in IPA? Putrid. Touche. <sighs> and, and speaking of local geek and the quick shout out to him and the wonderful spreadsheet, we appreciate him for that. I now work with his brother. Yeah. So that was funny when I ran into him and and said, uh, you're Derek's brother, right? Yeah. And I said, yeah, he helps us more than he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that sounds like Derek. And I'm like, yeah, he also likes to brew stuff to keep us drunk. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. local geek. The brewmaster of the triple B. Yeah. Uh, Big D, are you having a second one right now, or uh, uh, let's see here. I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this one. Uh, I'm gonna give it a few more minutes before I go grab the uh my my classy what's on tap round two beverage. Okay, well, fine. Classy, classy, the classiest steel reserve. No. Uh, well, I uh, dog. I I got mine done while Kitty was going. Um, so I I can partake Ooh. of what's on tap round two. Uh, uh, I will be drinking from the Odell Brewing Company, uh, a sipping tropical sour. Yeah, yeah. For a second, I thought that was a shrimp on the front. Nope, that's a sloth. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I was wondering why there would be a shrimp on the front of a tropical can. Yeah. So this is out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, slow Very down, tropical. Unwind and come hang out a lot. Come hang out for a while with Sippin' Tropical, a, del- a delicately sour ale packed with pineapple, passion fruit, and tangerine, and balanced by a touch of Himalayan pink sea salt. Vacation vibes included in every sip. You are going to love that can from top to bottom. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say, like, because of their like font choices and how they did it, it it actually kind of makes it a little hard to read. Um, I have not. Oh, four point five percent alcohol by volume. So, those one right. Mmm, smells fruity. Cheers you know, to you and uh, and your headache. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, Kidder, you know, I've yes. kind of come around a little bit on the whole fruit and beer, but only when it's in a sour. Big D, you like sours, right? Sours. Like no. sour beers. Not that you left a beer out too long and now it's sour, but a, an actual sour ale. Don't have them too often, but not opposed to them. Mm. So I'm just going to say this is not too overly sour. Like compared to some of the stuff that I've had, which is like a woo, you know, hits you right in the face. Bam! Uh, this is a very mild sour. Um, yeah. You can taste the pineapple. You can definitely get that salty taste uh, afterwards. But overall, yeah, not a bad, not a bad little uh, sipping beer. You know, something you just kind of want to sip and enjoy. Very good. I would give this a uh, four out of five. And I'm giving what? this Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force a 1.1 just to make it slightly better than the Voodoo Ranger standard because there's something in it to attempt to make it taste better. I'm uh, I'm reversing course on that. Uh, I'm going to give it a few more minutes. I'll just go ahead and grab the uh, What's on Tap round two. Uh, oh, hell yeah! Yeah. Now, last week... Uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I yeah, quite. I, <laughs> I called quite the ruckus with the uh, what was it? The uh, strawberry strawberry Now I have. I needed to have a classy beverage here. No, I did not. This is not a uh, a wind up to say I have another strawberry No, I do not. It's the limerita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm mixing it up. I guess I'm not going to take the time to review it because let's be honest, we know how it's going to go. Yeah, the um, the the selection down here, me could be. I, I was in a rush. I must admit. So I was like, oh, that looks sort of safe. So yeah. Uh, yep. Lime and sadness. There we go. Yeah, you know, Peter, I kind of wonder if Big D just doesn't walk into like wherever he's picking these up and just goes up and goes, I need some podcast beer. And they're like, Oh, well, let us let us offer you these fine, fine beers. And he goes, It's not that good of a podcast. <laughs> Can I get something cheaper? <laughs> oh, sir, let me help you out here. I got something real good for you. This will get you super messed up and make you the shame of the hour. 
No, that would be if they tried to, to point me toward the uh, the old English or the Mickey's uh, malt beverages. You know, I almost had a Mickey's on this show. I had it in my beer fridge, ready to uh, go, and my dad came over. He's like, what are you doing with this? I'm like, well, I host a podcast where I drink terrible beer. He goes, uh, he's like, I'm claiming this. So he actually drank it because apparently Mickey's was the drink that they used to get in high school and when they were um, drinking. So he's got fond memories of it. And so he drank it. So, and I haven't seen it again in a, like buy a single and I don't really want to buy a six pack. Although I guess if I bought the six pack, I could take one out and give my dad the five pack. Seems reasonable. Dutch. I like it when a plan comes together. Actually, truthfully, if I bought a six pack, I'd actually have to take four of them out because I'd have to give one to Kidder, have to give one to JS, have to give one to Big D. Nah, or maybe one to the local geek too. I was going to say, how can we get it to Big D? Because it's not like he comes to visit us. Well, you know, I am thinking uh, the wife throwing and I have the shade, about... just throwing it. <laughs> the wife and I have talked about making a pilgrimage up to Grand Forks here in the next month. Anyway, uh, Kidder, we were talking, uh, watching playoff hockey. Oh yeah, and uh, I was you know, done. Well, I, I I know you were done. I was trying to make a nice transition into our next topic, which is what are we watching? Oh, okay. But but what are you, you know watching? you. Once again, when Howard tries a smooth transition, somebody has to stomp on it. So yeah, big D. Dude, don't drag me into this. <laughs> you're so, into it because you're on the show. So yeah, Kinder, I didn't think that one through. Kinder, <laughs> what you been watching? Well, there, Howie Blues and Big D. Got to see Guardians of the Galaxy last week. The volume three. It's good. It's good. I will say if you've seen volumes one and two, that you, before going to see volume three, need to watch the Christmas special, which, Howard, I know you've already watched. It's on the service that you could watch it. Hashtag plus, hashtag extra money per month. So it's available. Watch it there. I'm sure the first two are also on that service. So you can watch those two. Then the Christmas special. There's probably, I think there are, I am Groot shorts, which I haven't watched. I have no idea how they fit in at all, aside from wasting more of your time. But then watch, go to the theater or something and watch volume three. Or in Howard's case, wait for it to come out on 4K Blu-ray streaming next year, probably at this rate or November for Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, other than that, um, I think I talked about it before, but finished Jessica Jones and the three seasons. It was very short and the quality seemed to go down immensely 
after it transitioned from one streaming service to the other. <clears throat> Just wasn't as, I don't know, fun, maybe? I suppose you could you'd say that. Uh, it's kind of like... Uh, Battlestar Galactica, the remake in the later seasons. I uh, still very good, but just wasn't as good as the first two seasons. Longmire, the first few seasons were really good, and even after it moved onto the streaming service, it was good, and then it kind of took a dive, which was depressing. Let's see. CSI Las Vegas. Been keeping up with that. And it's still CSI. It's still the same CSI E show that you may like, may enjoy. <clears throat> and Ah, Bar Rescue. Love Bar Rescue, John Taffer. Love that. Enjoy that. Watching some live storm chasing with Reed Timmer. Big D, you're familiar with Reed, I believe. Mm-hmm. He took the Tiv, uh, or sorry, the Dominator 3 back out into the field and was intercepting tornadoes down in uh, Nebraska and wherever else he was. That was interesting to watch live as it was happening those are kind of oh watch the terrible bruce willis movie and i don't even remember the title but it has been out just in the past couple years started it and it was so bad that i skipped through a majority probably 50 minutes of the movie just to see the ending so then it was over with I'd also like to point out, Howard, you'll enjoy this, that Ava Marie was one of the co-stars of the movie, which should tell you the quality of the movie. Because not only can she not wrestle, but she can absolutely not act. <laughs> in fact, I have a towel in the room back over here. I should wet the towel, put it on the floor, and watch it do a better job of acting. That's some uh, some harsh criticism there, Kidder. Tell me how you really feel. She sucks. <laughs> At least she's not injuring people in the WWE anymore. Kind of like Nia Jax. Okay, Big D. I I know okay. you're. Uh, just trying to transition. You no. Know, yes. See if Big D. Unless there's more, Kidder. Do you have more that you've been watching? Uh, maybe, but eh, is what it is. Got. Uh, 4K for Strange New Worlds. It's the first Star Trek television series released in 4K. So I have the limited edition steelbook over here on the collection. Be interested to see that and the full 4K resolution and digital goodness. How they updated the Enterprise. It was so good. Big D, have you watched Strange New Worlds yet? Not yet. Oh man! More to more to come on that. But not you, yet. you you need to when you get an evening because I need you and you're going to want to take enough time 
during slash after that first episode to soak it in and have that emotional moment for yourself. I, I'm just telling you because you will need it. You're like, it's a TV show. Like, I love Star Trek, but it's a TV show. No, I am preparing you for when you sit down and watch it on the streaming service or on the 4K ultra high definition season one set. You need time for the first episode. I just want you to be prepared. You're talking first episode of uh, season one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not up to that yet. Um, I, so with a lot of downtime in the evening at my class, and you know, me being here with no adult supervision, uh, I, <laughs> right, I, um, I sort of binged seasons two and three of Picard. Finally got through that. Ah, good. We have something to discuss. Yeah. So season two with uh, Gerardi and the Borg. And I thought they they, re- <laughs> they, they, they tied up those loose ends. Cool. Uh-huh. Season three, it, it was the, the bottom line up front is it was a fun story arc. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there was a bit of uh, th- there were some things that probably could have been written better. Yes. In in that, I have no idea how we went from tying up the loose ends with the Borg and, and the season two to how season three and the whole thing got in there. I get they probably were uh, fishing for uh, things to for story elements that would tie everything together in that way. I think they did the, a good job with what they had um, because it was a such a big nostalgia fest um how they brought data back was a little like eh, what but at least they they tried to give an explanation and yeah it was a big nostalgia fest so i'll, I'll let a lot go um and there wasn't that much to let go in that regard uh just the the board really confused me in that one they did a lot with more than what they really should have i think uh on, on top of it to me it, it seemed like they just decided that the other people were going to do the other thing. And uh, this is different writing with different people. And it is what it is. And what happened last season, nobody cares because that was last season. So we're done with it. You're on this season now. Congratulations. You made it. Does that kind of sound like how you felt of a lot of it? I guess I didn't pick up on the fact that there were different writers, but I mean, that could, there was a lot of backtracking with the, like, it, well, I kind of alluded to already with the um, uh, Borg in season two and then going into season three, lots of backtracking there. Uh, Vatic, I loved that character. Mm. Uh, she was insane, and mm-hmm. but she had purpose uh, behind her insanity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good combination, I think, in terms of writing anyway. It was the undiscovered country for the next generation cast. As a as a buddy of mine, from, also from UND, um, back in the day, uh, mentioned when I was talking to him about it the other day. In that undiscovered country, original series cast had a great send off. Literally going off into the well, not sunset, but you know, next generation, all good things, and then like a week break, and then they went straight into filming generations. So they didn't. They had a a good series finale with all good things. 
but it wasn't a send-off necessarily. And so they, uh, I think 30 years later, they tried to uh, give him one. And yeah, I, I thought overall, yeah, it worked. Big D enjoyed And then did you notice one of the final scenes after the large battle concluded the two ships sailing toward earth with the sun flare call back to the end of the undiscovered country. Yeah. With the enterprise and the Excelsior uh-huh. right before Kirk is in the captain seat going first star to the left. Except you got it backward there. You tool it was second star to the right. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, first star, second star. That's why we reminisce about things. I need to watch Valid. it again. <laughs> but now I'm on to Discovery, only six years behind the time. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, um, you want to take this one? No, no. Oh, <laughs> I thought you knew everything about Discovery because of how many times of and, and how many episodes I've discussed this sort of thing. Nope. <clears throat> I was just thinking this is last this is Big D's last appearance on the show because I can't go through listening to somebody else whine about that series for another, you know, a couple of years. I'm I'm four episodes in, so I don't have enough time to bitch about it yet. Well. My, my, my question to you, Kidder, uh to to maybe save it, Howard from reading. Does it get for, better? No. <laughs> No, my, my question for you to maybe save Howard from reaching for round three at the mention of Discovery. Am I, if I were to watch Discovery and uh, Strange New World Seasons 1 uh, simultaneously, am I missing anything? Does Discovery feed into Strange New Worlds or are they pretty well standalone series? They are standalone in the sense <clears throat> that by the time the series Strange New Worlds occurs, Discovery has changed, okay? So you will need to finish season uh, seasons one and two of Discovery before moving to Strange New Worlds. Okay, so season one of Strange New Worlds references stuff from season one and two of Discovery. Okay, okay. I can do that. And, and obviously, spoilers don't want to ruin it for you. I mean, I would even start season three of Discovery just to make sure you've cleared the minefield a little bit uh-huh. and then after I've, you will know when you are clear of the mines there's actual minefield in the story arc huh no uh, well well you'll see gotcha and i'll i'll make sure if if uh discovery is as bad as you're you're claiming then I will make sure to troll Howard by uh, getting pretty much every bit of critiquing uh, that I can think of. And because I don't necessarily think that critically about series, I'll just ask you for the highlights and then we'll add it to the run sheet and I'll just piss it out. Uh, uh, Howard might be calling in sick for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you won't know what's coming. Oh, you'll start and I'll pretend that there's some emergency. <laughs> The yeah, only but, way you're excused is if your house is actually on fire and you can see it. <laughs> you can't leave. <laughs> uh, or if I have a kid who's awake. 
That'd be the other reason. No, they'll figure it out. You can't leave. Yeah, but not how that works, dear. Not how that works. Hmm. Okay. You guys all done talking about Star Trek? So how about I, that discovery and how crappy it was? <laughs> I, I Listen, I asked because apparently I cut Kidder off on what he was watching because he took this long pause and I was trying to keep the show moving and flowing. So I'd be okay. polite here. Make sure... Are you guys done before we try to move on to something else? You know, politeness is overrated, you nerd. <laughs> nerd. Star Trek Four, the movie, probably never happening. How about the Section Thirty One movie coming up? There's a. It's. It was supposed to be a series, and they decided, well, we'll make it a movie for Paramount Plus. Okay, because you know that's the same thing. Uh, also, the Starfleet Academy TV series. How do you feel about that? I could get behind that. It was, um, it was a pretty fun video game back in the days of Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, that game was awesome because it had Kirk as an admiral teaching the kids and taking them out and showing them that space is dangerous. Risk is our business it's a it is a lens through which we haven't viewed the star trek universe so yeah i can i can nerd out for that all day long would you agree that you would prefer it to be earlier in the timeline perhaps the kirk era tos era to tng era in the timeline maybe even i personally push it forward to the post nemesis timeline post voyager post nemesis post deep space nine right in there the dominion war is over what are we doing because that would even be in the picard era right because dominion war ends 2380 picard is 2401 right perfect time bam there it is Lower Decks takes place in 2384 or so. Perfect time. I think that would, I think that time frame would lend itself to writers would probably have an easy time or easier time with new content. Um, if that's the route they were going, if they were trying to be semi derivative and use overlapping story arcs from the, uh, various uh, seasons and when they took place in the uh, uh, in Star Trek timelines um, there's a lot of different ways they could go with that I well that's a trying, tough one to answer from what I understand they're trying to be assholes and bring it into what you will find out in the later seasons of discovery so without spoiling that you will see that and go oh man so five years ish before the original series timeline. I don't want to ruin it. Let's. I'll, I'm just going to say that it's not in existence yet. There's nothing to ruin. <clears throat> He's trying when to you save get, you from discovery spoilers. When, when when you get there, you are going. Oh, to be, gotcha. You're going to be ruined, and then I will go. I told you. <laughs> I I like it better than the idea of a section 31 movie series anything like that simply because section 31 and 
largely, I admit, you know, my my thoughts kind of echo that of the um, uh, mission log podcast and the, those guys talking about the uh, section thirty one. Uh, appearances in ps9 section 31 is kind of the antithesis to the federation even though they're an unofficial part of it so yeah i could see how that gets dicey i would be not necessarily a fan of them getting their own series movie whatever Uh, movie i could probably deal with if it's a good story Um, but i would be highly skeptical of it sure so without ruining because i know you haven't watched this show so clearly you haven't come across any spoilers um with without <laughs> i mean howard knows he's been there uh so just just keep watching and if you can binge it sooner than later we can have this discussion again soon and and then we can talk about the future of of things in real time versus the future of things in the timeline <clears throat> and what may or may not happen and what is or is not please well other than going to the gym other than going to the gym in the morning i have the next 48 hours of jack squat to do um looking at there's like 14 episodes a season (laughs) because they're lazy i mean i'm looking at doing a a 48 hour fast this weekend anyway so that gives me plenty of time to to watch the potentially horrible star trek uh, series (laughs) stop playing with your cat I like it. If you notice, he came up and, and said hello. He has to say hello. <clears throat> so, yes, I hope you make it through all of them. I mean, 48 hours, you'll sleep for like, I don't know, 12. So you have 36 hours there. Plenty of time to make it through three seasons. Although this is my last weekend to sleep in. Because next weekend, I will be back home. Mm. And that no... Later than 11 p.m., Little D will wake up, uh, walk out of his room, piss my dog off because we have hardwood floors, and the older, crankier, assier of the two dogs uh, will bark like a little terror. I love her, but she's a turd. Um, And then Little D will crawl in between me and uh, Mrs. D and kick for the next seven hours. So, um, yeah, I'm... hmm. This is going to be a good exercise in time management this weekend. You're making me think too much, kidder. Stop it. Just stay awake. It's fine. Have have a four loco and a Red Bull. It, it'll be fine. That hurts my thinking about that. <laughs> Either your brain or your heart will explode. Maybe both. I mean, go for the go for both. Yeah, Hell, as, as your having, liver will just give up. It's the trifecta. As having been a cardiac patient twice, that sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> Ugh, I'm glad I'm done with this. So you were talking about a Star Trek four for my mind instantly went to um, what the frick the voyage home. But you're talking about number four as in subsequent to beyond. Howard's like, favorite part of the, they, the Star Trek continuum in the movies. They already made Star Trek four. They had the whales. But now you're talking about what's it like 14 now? I don't freaking know. Yes. Actually, yeah. Nemesis be <laughs> was. 10. Uh, Howard is loving Star Trek 2009, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. Uh, Into Darkness was crap. Those are his favorite movies. In fact, Into Darkness was like the pinnacle of Star Trek to him. 
Howard, we got to have a serious talk after dinner. <laughs> better than Rathacon. Hey, and people, people agree. We did, we did this on an episode with the two of you where we uh, we looked at what people had ranked the series. We did. I remember that. Uh, now, uh, so rewind and talk about or re review the uh yeah I, rem I remember griping about how benedict cumberbatch while he was a great actor he was not gonna, not the guy to play con okay so i've got over that already i'll they didn't I'll need con they had a different they had john harrington make that a character you screwed up everything this stupid movie was a pile of crap make it john harrington do something different Oh no, this is Khan. He's hiding his identity. <laughs> ah, you're so clever, you stupid morons. Lazy ass writing. You might as well have been on a writer's strike then because you're not making your wages writing that garbage. Ah! Wrath of Khan was awesome. I'm just saying. It was all right. Uh, to, to be fair, I didn't watch a lot of the original series. And so, like, I never saw the episode with Khan originally. Space Seed. And so because of that, like, if you if you go into watching Wrath of Khan and you haven't seen that episode, it, it's you feel like you're dropped in. It's like, I, I don't understand why this guy is so angry at Kirk. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. They don't cover it in backstory. They don't, it's not like they go back and show you. They don't. They they do give it a, a bit of a, a loose, not loose, um, sort of a superficial explanation. I'll give you that. Yeah. It, you know, so, so again, because I didn't watch the original series, when I sat down and watched it, and I watched it after I watched Into Darkness, because I was like, I enjoyed Into Darkness. I thought it was interesting. I, I understood that it was basically this alternative timelines take on Wrath of Khan. So I'm like, well, let's go watch Wrath of Khan and 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 see what the original is. And I, I sat there and I'm like, the stakes for me as somebody just coming into it, it's like it, it didn't fit, you know? We're getting it, a stake. It, it'd be like if you were if you just dropped into the empire strikes back without seeing a new hope, you know, there's context that you're missing. I, I can see that. I, I got a, I mean, a, I saw wrath of Khan long before I saw space seed, but I also have been a lifelong Trekkie. So I saw it as a kid. I didn't look at it through that lens. So uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Right. But yeah, I mean, the, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that. I did and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I probably went over this uh, before uh, Star Trek 2 and Star Trek 1, not so much. Um, Star Trek 2 is the first time with the original series cast where you actually see any sort of any sort of growth in the characters. Uh, like Kirk was facing death for the first time. Uh, he he couldn't cheat his way out of Spock dying. You didn't really get that in the original series. I think because there were a lot of standalone episodes and then it ended abruptly. So they didn't have a chance to do any more than they did uh, by some uh, 
interpretations, some opinions. There we go. But yeah, two and I think also six were where they had the most personal character growth development, I think, out of all those movies. Interestingly enough, I just read an article. It's either earlier today or it was yesterday about how Discovery fell into the same problem that happened to the original series and that the original series was three characters kirk spock and bones the the rest of them were background characters with name they were there right discovery which you've watched would you say four episodes uh i'm into i can pull it up i'm into either yeah I'm, i just started five about an hour and a half or so before we uh started recording who's the tactical officer bob who's it who <laughs> Incorrect. Who's at the con? Who's at the con? Um, I can't think of her name. It starts with an O. Awoshikin. Who's that? Mm. Who's that ops? Exactly. Like exactly. I don't like this game. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla Detmer. Mm. So, so anyway, it kind of, to my point, the article was pointing out those things, right? Of the original series. Okay. It was three characters, extra characters. The movies helped to flesh out those characters. So did the animated series because they had the ability to draw anything, expand characters in immense ways but then also give them a role and discovery did the same thing they focused on michael burnham 90 percent of the time and forced it down your throat to make it to the point where it wasn't interesting in my opinion now watch as they develop throughout the rest of the seasons that you'll watch here and just See how it goes. See what it is. I, again, want to stay away from polluting your opinion of the rest of the series because I want you to develop that. But let's have a discussion. That's that's my two cents on, on all of that. So same sort of thing with like Star Trek Into Darkness. Like didn't need to happen. They don't need to use Khan as the villain. They could have used John Harrington. Whatever. Right. Use him. He, Oh, how did you discover that I am Khan Noonien Singh? Like, get out of here. Are they still making Discovery episodes? Yes, they had to reshoot a bunch of scenes and episode uh, segments because season five is the end. It's over. Because Okay, so there was a there's a big gap. Let's see, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and then a gap into 24. Holy balls. Season a- five was was mostly done last year and was supposed to be airing either midsummer or this fall because June 15th is season two of Strange New World. However, they were canceled. And so they're reshooting a bunch of things to actually finalize Discovery and then put that in its casket. <laughs> Look, I, I've, I've met some of the actors from the show they're very nice people and they don't do a horrible job on the show so i respect their craft you just think they weren't given the best they could have been given to work with the the show has a lot of garbage elements and it shoves it down your throat and each season as you'll see has the same problem So they don't solve what needs to be solved in the sense of giving the viewer what he or she wants to see. And there are some very passionate fans. This is the best thing ever. And then there's the rest of the internet who says that this is trash. 
and there's no wonder why it's being canceled and i mean as i've said on the show before i did not ever think that i would utter the words i wish this star trek series would be canceled but i think they're three years too late for discovery well, what did you think of Enterprise? Listened, I, truthfully, if you sit down and watch Enterprise from start to finish now, you will have an immense appreciation for it and you will actually enjoy it. Because uh, if if the same thing happened to you trying to watch it when it first aired, I had no clue what was going on. I'm like, who the hell are these people? What race is that? This doesn't make any sense. This is trash. And then, obviously, years later, the Blu-rays were released because it was the first Trek in true high definition of the series. It was released. I watched them start to finish. I'm like, this is actually good. First season has those squeaker episodes (laughs) because they're trying to figure out what to do. But then it gets really good into seasons two and three and into four. And then because nobody watched it and UPN was that dodo network. Nobody watched it. The series was canceled. Had they continued into five, six, and seven, the like season four, I thought was the best work that the writers were doing on the show. And then obviously the ratings weren't there because nobody was watching UPN. It was canceled. So looking at if it had been a streaming service like now, it probably would have been saved and continued. Uh, made into its own series. And that's what happened with Strange New Worlds. The fans loved it so much that they petitioned and actually made it happen. And because you watch the rest of Picard, and so you know what happens in season three of Picard with Seven of Nine and the other crew from the USS Titan, there are now over 10,000 signatures, including my own, on a... Uh, change.org petition requesting that those characters are made into a series of their own, generally a Star Trek legacy as the running title from the fans. Now, Seven of Nine, Rafi, Jack Crusher, uh, Lieutenant Mira, and Ensign LaForge to round out a lot of the main characters who would they people want to be on that show and then continues into the future as it were and opens it up for the other legacy cast as they're now calling the next generation people and deep space nine voyager which i'm like man 30 years gone by like no no 35 years for tng we're coming up on that In fact, 30th anniversary of Deep Space Nine this year. What? Okay. Uh Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Maybe maybe Cisco will get written into one of those and come back from whatever the hell he went off into. He is in the Celestial Temple. With the rest of the and he'll come back maybe a year, maybe yesterday. So it's been thirty years, <laughs> and it would it would be perfect, and that's exactly how it could be written in. However, they want to make it happen. In fact, so uh, first side note: 
with the timeline they're in, they can bring back any of the characters from Deep Space Nine or Voyager because it's real time of where it is between Earth time now and sci-fi time in the timeline. So literally, anybody can be brought back. And Terry Metalis, the executive producer for season three, said they didn't have time and money to bring back Catherine Janeway, i.e. Kate Mulgrew. Uh, The budget wasn't there for that. Uh, They also wanted to bring back Harry Kim, i.e. Garrett Wong, as Captain Is he still an answer? Well, they were going to bring him back as a captain, but because... The budget and time didn't allow. He's technically still an ensign in the official universe because that nobody has ever good. said anything other than the alternate future in Endgame. Uh, in Star Trek Online, he's a captain, okay? But that's not technically the prime universe. It's not canon. I wish it was because there's a lot of great stuff that happens in Star Trek Online. And in fact, it's now the same time in STO as it is in the main canon. Alternately, did you see the documentary for Deep Space Nine, What We Left Behind? Don't think I did. You need to watch it. It was free with ads on YouTube. So it's about two hours of your life. The bonus content, I don't believe, is available on there unless it was pirated. But uh, Iris Stephen Bear and Robert um, D. Moore and there's a couple of the other primary writers from Deep Space Nine get together and they come up with what would happen at the beginning of season eight. And they frame out just like they did when they wrote episodes for each season fleshed out the overall story arc for the seasons uh, one through seven. They did it for a hypothetical season eight. And it was awesome of their ideas, right? Here's what happens, this, this, and this. How they gather at Deep Space Nine, the, the characters that we grew to love through the seven years of DS9, etc. right? So... Not only does it talk about what happened from seasons one through seven with the cast and the characters themselves, how it was written, what each episode, uh, the, the, the major episodes like in the pale moonlight, one of the top episodes from deep space nine, uh, what the cast felt about it, interviews with them, etc. But then again, in the bonus content of looking, what would have happened had there been another season? Had they continued? Or even now, uh, you pick it up 25 years later, what happens, right? The cool thing about it, everybody who is still alive, because in Fort Unfortunately, Rene Abishinois and Aaron Eisenberg have passed away. And so Odo and, and Nog cannot be part of the series, which is unfortunate. Just a side note with that, that I was able to meet Aaron and talk with him while he was alive at one of the conventions and just fun to talk to and approachable. And then last year at the convention, 
I happened to be wearing my Captain Nog shirt, which was part of a fundraiser to help out Melissa and her family. Uh, Melissa is not uh, Nog, uh, Aaron's widow. And so after he passed, they did it as a fundraiser. So I bought one of the Captain Nog shirts. Happened to be walking through the casino at the convention and she she practically tackled me running after like because she saw the shirt right and so we had a good half hour conversation um which was was awesome to be able to talk to her and and uh the next day ended up talking to Sirach lofton the actor who played jake cisco talked to him about various things so it's just an interesting perspective, not only from the show and watching the interviews there, but then having that one-on-one at the convention, being able to discuss these things and just, you know, that personal uh, connection. She also added me on Facebook. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, Big D, what do you think about all of that? I hope you get to see it, et cetera. Take over because I've been talking for too long. <laughs> I was going to ask if that documentary is on the um, other streaming service where all the Star Trek things are, but while you were talking, I took a look. I did not see it, so I'll probably have to sift through the YouTubes on it. That's a negative. <clears throat> yeah, no, that might definitely look for that. No, when you started talking about um, Aaron Heisenberg, my mind immediately went to uh, It's Only a Paper Moon, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, thought about how, um, yeah, there, there's a lot that I haven't discussed. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. But I found the episode relatable. Um, Very relatable. Very personal um, Mm -hmm. to um, places I've been. Uh, And and correct me if I'm wrong, if it if it um, if it hit you kind of the same way that it did me, because you watched it 20 years ago when it came out, 25 years ago now. Right. You saw it. Before you went through experiences, before we met in college, right? Or uh-huh. you even watched it uh, like I did, re-watching things in college. And so you know how the episode is, what it means uh, from a storyline aspect. But then your personal experiences, much like mine, have that effect on on your life. And then moving forward to past few years, and, and I don't know if you've watched it again since, but I had the opportunity to, when the missus and I were re-watching, or for her, watching the first time, the series. And it affected me differently. Not just in, in the emotional ties of like this character, this, this Ferengi is going through these things. But suddenly... Other things are relatable and they make sense. And how do I process that? And did you have, I mean, however much you want to, you know, divulge and dive into that. But I mean, you know, what does that sound about the same for you? Sort of. So, uh, I mean, you know that I was in Afghanistan for five months. Back in 2010, back when uh, Howard and Lefty uh, got married, and I still, to this day, kick myself in the ass that I wasn't able to be there for you guys, but um, where it was. You were there with us. Oh, you got the cardboard cutout, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, unlike the the character of Nog, I still have all my limbs. I'm, I'm good to go there. Um, other yeah. people, I'm not as uh, fortunate, but I'm physically I walked out of there just fine. But there were <clears throat> there were still things that occurred. I, I'm not going to overstate it. It wasn't that many, but they still happened. That got into my head. Um, and it took me a while to get over that. So that, I think that in particular was the most relatable part of um, how the character Nog went through. Um, it's only Paper Moon uh, dealing with, I mean, it, his character had the physical element. You know, he lost the leg below the knee. Um, but physical or not, that, you know, that affects somebody up here. And just kind of watching him explore that and recover from that. I'm like, I, I saw... I saw some elements of myself uh, when I was I was 25 at the time, 25 and 26. Um, I saw some elements of myself then in that character progression, which, you know, looking at it through that lens, as opposed to when I was, I would have been 16 when the episode aired the first time. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of difference. In hindsight, over the past couple of moments, that uh, that seems like a lot of word vomit. <laughs> Don't know if I made a whole lot of sense, but uh, suffice it to say, it was, uh, yeah, it it struck, it resonated much deeper, looking at it through that lens as opposed to when I was in high school. So, right. Well, look, Lyme. in in a more uplifting note. Um, I was able to talk to, uh, along with Melissa, who is Aaron's um, wife, that uh, and, and some of the team. She's on the podcast. Which uh, shout out to the Seventh Rule. They host. Uh, Aaron was one of the hosts of the podcast, along with Sirach Lofton. Uh, they began watching Deep Space Nine every episode from start to finish. And they had not seen probably 99% of the episodes of Deep Space Nine that they were in because they never rewatched them. They didn't want to see them. And 20 years later, 25 years later, they decided to create a podcast, The Seventh Rule, which, you know, obviously follow us here at Beer Blues and BS, but go if you're a Star Trek fan, follow The Seventh Rule, uh, Facebook, YouTube and all of those they talk about the episodes they break them down and they discuss you know how how do those episodes make you feel because they were of different ages uh Ciroc was a child and Aaron was actually an adult when they started the show so different experiences there if they never watched the episodes and then they they had created the show and then of course he passed away while they're watching uh, the episodes and then melissa came in and um carried on the rest of the uh the s- series if you will so interesting I see, perspective i see two seventh rule entries and i am now following both it, it's very very i mean you'd appreciate it because it's it's kind of not only inside baseball of that like expert knowledge of star trek but also as their job right because it was their job to be that actor on that show play this character and now they're finally 25 30 years later watching their performance and 
how does it affect them? They didn't realize even with the different scenes they didn't see. How does their content play into the overall episode? And it's just interesting to go to the conventions and listen to the actors talk about those elements, right? You know, and, and a lot of times the DS9 actors specifically talk about how good the writers were on the show when it was airing the first four seasons specifically. They had very low ratings. They were the the stepchild of, of Star Trek. Nobody watched it because everybody was interested in wrapping up the next generation. And then when that happened, they started Voyager. And Voyager had its own problems. Uh, Kate Mulgrew has talked numerous times about how all of the male executives of Paramount and CBS, depending on what point in time you're talking about, you know, very anti-female lead character. Well, she's going to screw it up kind of thing. And obviously, she used that to her credit to empower herself in her performance and make that role even better. And she proved him wrong, right? Because Voyager's uh-huh. 25 years ago. It's still out there, still showing people what's what's great and we watched the entire series of voyager as well i love voyager too Uh, there's there's so many different things that i enjoy and i mean yes you can make the stereotypical or sexist jokes about the series and what happened but you can do that about tng there's on and on anyway it's just interesting to hear those things and big d to let you know the Voyager documentary from the same team who made the Deep Space Nine documentary should be out yet this year. Thank you. Yeah. I talked about it on, I don't know, an episode six months ago, probably. Howard, when did I get the Kickstarter stuff? Maybe Sometime around then. Yeah. Um, I was one of the original backers for it, you know, day one backers. You had a pin, and I got postcards and these um, Tula Root stickers, you know, from uh, Neelix talking about them, especially in the first season all the time. Different things, right? But anyway, Howard is bored. He's probably (laughs) painted his whole hand by now and the figure that he was painting. Uh, Anything you want to wrap up about Star Trek, Big D, before we... uh, save Howard from his own misery. I think we've covered a lot of Trek and it's always good to cover a lot of Trek, but all good things must come to an end. So (laughs) yeah, that was bad. So saw what happened in season three of Picard. So really, yeah, give me a one second here while I pull the run sheet back up because I'm going to try and do a cheap segue but i don't remember what the next one is uh, well i heard that there's something uh, you know about uh, wrestlers and how great they are and with the advent of artificial intelligence there is new information about who are the greatest wrestlers according to the ai big d i believe you have some info on that uh not really Oh, it was Howard, you lying rug. Lying? I don't know how I was lying, but... You're on the floor. You're a rug. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, with everybody trying to use chat GT, GPT, Howard hasn't talked for a while, so let the brain warm him back up again here. Uh, everybody's testing different things with it. And so somebody did asked it, who are the top 10 current wrestlers? And uh, I, I have what chat GPT put for that. So at number um, 10, I was going to say, I'm going to read through this and we'll see how well you guys agree with this take. So now, Kidder. No. At number 10 on the greatest wrestlers, according to chat GPT countdown. And again, I want to emphasize current wrestlers. So keep that in mind. It's still going to say the uh, punch. Uh, I'm going to guess the Undertaker's on that list somewhere. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, number 10 is Edge. He's current. Should be ranked higher, but okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, number nine is John Moxley. Number eight, Bobby Lashley. Uh-huh. Number seven, Drew McIntyre. He's come a long way. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. Uh, number six, Mercedes Moan. Uh, you might know her as Sasha Banks. Oh, okay. No, no. Eh. Wrong. Uh, number five, Charlotte Flair. Probably should be higher, but yeah. Uh-huh. Woo! Uh, number four, AJ Styles. Yes. Uh, number three, Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh and uh as we still have number one and number two guys any guesses at who is number one or number two i i will say that despite uh kidder's reaction there the the little bit of wrestling that i have watched while i've been down here for work uh he is so over um so there's that uh number one and number two my son cody rhodes Maybe Actually, maybe. yeah, I'll get on board with that, Cody Rhodes, and because AI is, it can be useful, but it has its flaws. I'm going to say that just as a giant screw you to the uh, to the fans, even though it has no fans because it's AI. Uh, John Cena's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Some good guesses. CM Punk. CM Punk. See some, some good punk. some good guesses. Uh, number two is Kenny Omega. Boo! This list sucks. Screw you, Chat GPT. You're wrong. <laughs> I, I, Kenny I knew Omega would be sucks. triggered by that one. <laughs> I recognize the name, but I haven't seen his work. Exactly. Uh, number- That's why, because he sucks. Had he what, been good, you would have seen his work. What is he on AEW? He is right. on AEW. Yeah, I watch uh, AEW less than WWE. And <laughs> Before that, he was in uh, New Japan, and he had some amazing matches in New Japan. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, has not translated over really to the AEW product. So, yeah. uh, number one, according to chat GPT, Roman Reigns. No, 
That MFR hasn't wrestled more than three times this year. Screw this list. That guy sucks. Owen Rain sucks. I do not acknowledge him in his current position or as what he claims to be. Sorry. The the only thing that makes me go, okay, is the... He is much, much, much better as a heel. So I'll, I'll, I'll give that. I guess the, uh, the question of best wrestlers according to GPT by what metric? Because if it's in ring ability, that's one thing. If it's ability to piss a crowd off, you might want to raise that one. Yeah, I mean, I can see part of it. He had a pretty good storyline here with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. A lot of Still people going. got into that. A lot of people credit that with, you know, WWE's resurgence kind of as of late. I can I can see that and kind of get behind that point. Yeah. Um, but you guys named some other people who are, you know, just as deserving to be on that list. Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn would be another one. Finn Balor. Okay. Balor would be another great example, although I don't think he's ever gotten quite the the shot he should have gotten in uh wwe so he's gotten i mean i the little bit that i've seen over the past couple of weeks i love the judgment day they have gotten better uh it was a little stupid at first big d if you if you haven't you didn't get to see their their founding because the group was actually started by edge yeah i picked up on that and then they they ousted him finn took over and uh then they've been uh yeah they've been doing what they've been doing Love the yeah. Judgment Day. Love Ray Ray Ripley. My God, uh, she's insane. Yeah, uh, yeah. And but, but part of it, and the the thing is, Finn Balor uh, took over after being the one who was cleanly pinned in the ring the night before at the pay per view. Did not know about that. Yeah, um, yeah. So so Balor takes the pin. They they I forget even who they were up against. It was such. And then the next night they. Judgment Day comes out and they cut this promo of we know what our weakness is and it's you Edge and they kick Edge out of the group and attack him. (laughs) It's like it had a terrible start. Um, And we talked about it on the show uh, when that happened because part of it was apparently uh, Vince McMahon wanted to take the Judgment Day in a very supernatural direction. And Edge uh, kind said, of like the corporate mis- ministry kind of thing. Yeah, and and Edge mm. kind of said, "Nope, <laughs> smart man, <laughs> I'm not going to do that." And that's why they had to kick Edge out of that group. So I get that, but it just it didn't help the group in that sense. So, but I I just thought it was interesting. I I saw a graphic which I have put up on the screen by now, and uh, that's what sparked bringing that up. <laughs> So, but hey, speaking of wrestling, speaking of fighting, guys, I don't know if you've seen this news, but there is a battle brewing between Taco Bell and Taco John's over Taco Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the basics of this is uh, Taco John's, which is a, um, a food chain that came out of Wyoming originally, uh, they have a promotion called Taco Tuesday where you can get cheap tacos. And it, yeah, they're out of Wyoming. Did you, did you not I, know I this? Had, I had to lip sync it because I was in such disbelief. 
I legitimately did not know that. I was today years old when I found that out. Yeah, they're they're originally out of Wyoming. So who says nothing good ever came from Wyoming? Um anyway, they they've had this promotion for a long time and they trademarked Taco Tuesday. Well, Taco Bell has filed a petition into the court system saying that Taco Tuesday is such a universal term that it should not be trademarked and it should be free to the masses to use. So Taco Bell is coming after Taco Tuesday because Taco John's has not apparently enforced its trademark, which is how you end up with other things like this, like the Xerox machine for a copier or Kleenex or Band-Aids. Those were brands that even though they had a trademark and a name, they became so synonymous and they didn't go after people. And now it's every, you know, every facial tissue is a Kleenex. They're, they're trying to treat it as public domain. Yeah. So I, I haven't dove too deeply into that. This just happened. It'll be interesting to see if I get any more uh, updates on this, I'll, I'll share them on the show. But I, I saw that news story and I was like, who knew taco Tuesday was so controversial. I, I will share as just a other kind of side story to that. Uh, Junior, actually loves the idea of taco tuesday he does not like eating tacos so he's he's very much a we should go get tacos for taco tuesday but then he won't eat them part of the reason for it i, I gotta share this uh, since say hey, i haven't talked for a while on the show um uh my sister-in-law gave junior uh i think it was for christmas this t-rex taco holder so it's a like a big plastic T-Rex, you put the tacos in the back. And so Junior just likes having the tacos so he can put them in the T-Rex and have the T-Rex hold them. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it's it's super cute. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it is kind of one of those where you're just like, oh, buddy, just just please eat your tacos, please. You know, Big D, uh, you as a parent, you'll relate to this. Uh, we have now entered the phase with Junior known as the Y phase. Oh, my goodness. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say the the nice thing, and it's, again, and of course, every parent thinks their kid is cute, but this is cute. He doesn't just say why. He always poses it as me not know why, you know? So, like, I was trying to, I forget, what was the concept I was trying, oh, I was trying to explain to him, we had, uh, there's some wildfires up in Canada, and so on Wednesday here in Bismarck, it was just smoke. Like, I, I from my office window, I could hardly see the Capitol building. Uh, Future Howard put the photo up, because I have one. Um, but it was just so, the air was so thick with smoke, and I was trying to explain this to him, because he's an outdoor kid, and he wants to go outside, and I'm like, we're not going to go outside because of the smoke. And I try to explain this to him and I kind of get done. And I'm like, makes sense. He goes, me not know why it's smoky. <laughs> it's like, it's a wildfire, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Little D learned. Um, why not? The question, why not before he learned why? So he would, he would ask, uh, he, he would ask why not at points where, why would be more appropriate like like oh yeah we're gonna uh we're gonna have tacos for dinner why not well, i think you mean to say why and then he would just go why he's just almost like he was wounded <laughs> but yeah he's um 
somewhere someone has read start with why to him because he starts with why he finishes with why everything in the middle is why um why is the only letter of the alphabet um yeah he is a very very inquisitive young man yeah uh we'll we'll get through it you know i i joke it hasn't gotten bad it's just kind of one of those like uh oh we have entered the why phase <laughs> But as as a parent and as as a parent to um, as a parent and as uh, somebody's married to an educator, uh, the the question why is I think we take for granted just how powerful that question is, um, and uh, uh, growth and development and you know shaping our worldview from childhood to adolescence to adulthood and whatnot. Yeah, I I mean, I I comment and it, it might, you know, seem like I'm complaining, but no, it's actually kind of fun because now uh, he's getting to that point where I can talk to him about things and he understands them at least somewhat. Uh, although I sometimes struggle to figure out like, hmm, what's the appropriate word to use <laughs> in this situation? Because sometimes it's like a word... There are words that we just, you know, understand, like a neighborhood. And trying to explain that, you know, to a toddler is, it's an interesting challenge. And that's why there's Daniel Tiger. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, my other th favorite thing is that he, he now asks me who, who lives in every uh, house and uh, who's driving every car. So, like, if we see it, especially a green car, he's like, me see green car. Yeah, I see it too, buddy. Who driving car? Or actually, he says, who's in there? I, I don't know, buddy. I, I don't know everybody in Bismarck, you know? <laughs> Me not know why. <laughs> you know, like, Some uh, people would think that I know everybody in Bismarck, but that is also false. <laughs> it yeah. seems like that sometimes when we go out in public, but that is still false. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's like we go, the weather's been nice, so we've been walking through our neighborhood, and he'll see a house, you know, you know, and it's me not know who lived there. I'm like, I don't know who lives there either, buddy. I don't mom, know either. Mom, no, uh, buddy, mom doesn't know. <laughs> it is also uh, part of the reason why my wife will not read him uh, Star Wars <laughs> because he will. Uh, Every time, like, there's a ship on the page, he will point out and go, me not know who in there. And he wants to know. And you can say, like, oh, Princess Leia's on there. And who else? Well, C-3PO. And who else? R2-D2. And who else? Really, those are the only important characters on that ship. <laughs> you know. And who else? Some rebels. And who else? Okay, buddy. <laughs> I, I, nobody else matters. Let's move on. <laughs> no, the song is Nothing Else Matters, and of course by Metallica, so you need to start working on that. Because <laughs> it helps. Nothing else matters. Anyway, Kidder, uh, I see you what? put new music on the run sheet. Yes, and you're going to love it. No, I'm not. You, you want to bet? Try me. 
Soul. Okay, since I know Jared Squat about modern hey. music, I'm going no. to uh, no. I'm going to excuse myself for just one moment, and uh, I will be right back. The Big D Business Center is in full use. Yes, it is. All right there. Saul has a brand new album. It's coming out soon. In fact, they are heading out on tour. Howard, no, they're not coming to see us. In fact, the closest they will be to us through July is Ohio. No, Michigan would be closer. Michigan. But they're on tour starting July 1st with Memphis Bay Fire, Norma Jean, Secrets, and then the band Saul. So, yes, they have a new song. It is out now. It's called A Million Miles. Brand new album is called this is it, the end of everything. It is released July 28th. Howard, I know you're going to pre-order it tonight. You can visit their website to pre-order the album as in a CD or LP. And they have exclusive album merch at sol.link.com to slash this is the end of everything and then i mentioned their tour between july 1st and july 14th and out on the road so there you go brand new music from saul happy to support those awesome guys as we rise as equals zach and blake bedsall mm-hmm they're heading out on the road, heading out to the highway, as it were, Howard. Very excited for those guys. New music played on non-terrestrial radio and some terrestrial radio. Howard, have you been able to catch the Killer Kidder show? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Not so much this week, uh, just because I was at the whole conference and, mm-hmm. and such. But, Neither uh, have I. Don't feel bad. You know, well, Tuned in a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought you'd laugh at that one. Neither. I haven't caught my show either. <laughs> I am I'm chuckling on the inside, man. Okay. okay. You're also dying on the inside. I can feel it. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm really focused. Oh. I'm really close to finishing this model. So I'm just kind of mm. like in the zone because, you know. Mm-hmm nice to have this model done actually i have a second one that i finished too while you guys were talking trek mm. so probably matt coat those here in a bit so okay but uh man getter uh i mean we've been talking for quite a while and i, mm-hmm. I really should end this mm-hmm. but i kind of hate to end it when he's gone that mm. just seems rude yeah it's like getting up in the middle of the show yeah but, uh, I mean, I, I do need to go to bed because it's a busy day tomorrow. I need to mow my lawn. Ah, so I mowed my lawn earlier this week. <sighs> you can't tell in the light here, but I was the color of your backdrop on Wednesday. No, yeah. I, I, I need to. I, I'm definitely behind on doing that, but I've been so busy. Conference and kids, the kids have been sick. I'm I'm doing that tomorrow. Plus, I think we're gonna take the kids to touch a truck over in Mandan. Yeah, so kind of need to wrap this thing up. 
So okay, well, it's good Big D showed up because now, just like any other time, it's time to get the hell on out of here. Mm-hmm. Yep. With Big D's return, Pitter, we've been talking for quite a while. It is time that we wrap this very heavy Star Trek episode up. Yeah. You you like it. And uh, with that. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it, it's cheap plugs. Don't get too excited. All right. Well, beerbluesbs.com. That's our website. Beerbluesbs.com. Go there right now. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Hashtag Instagram. Hashtag beerbluesbs. Make sure you're posting everywhere and anywhere. And follow us for free. Like us there. Like us on iHeartRadio. Like us on YouTube. Like us on the free 96.5 The Walleye app. Make sure you download that and every other app that's out there, including any audio podcast app like uh, iTunes, maybe iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, perhaps even Google Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts, and maybe even Podbean. Yes, those and YouTube and YouTube podcasts. We're both the video version. You're watching us there. It's uh, available in the bottom of your screen and in the show notes, especially if you're watching the or listening to the audio version. You're watching the dash of your car, perhaps a smartphone. You're watching the seconds tick by. Click the show notes and please click each of those shows and links and follow slash like slash subscribe for free. We appreciate that. Click the thumbs up on the episodes too. give us the thumbs up because that gets us in front of more people. And we do appreciate that. Otherwise, buy our merch and buy us a beer, maybe a big D shower curtain and share his facial glory across your bathroom through the end of time. Because that sandwich looks awfully tasty, and you too can display that maybe on the shower curtain or a pillow or, or a bedspread. Go to bed with Big D every night. It's available. Uh, Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. The sandwich isn't the only thing. No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Um, <laughs> so. We also have here. you're gonna haunt nightmares of all of your viewers. <laughs> Just you. So <laughs> yeah. We also have a, a new store available, streamlabs.com slash beer blues BS. You can tip us, help us out, or subscribe on YouTube. Uh, but through the Streamlabs portal. There's t-shirts on there, sweatshirts, different things, and you can buy us a beer through there. You can also buy us a beer at beerbluesbs.com and we'd appreciate if you helped us help you because paying for this show to keep us on the air is really the best thing in the universe. Like us, follow us, subscribe for free. Everything is for free unless you want to donate to us to help us continue the show to get in front of more people. And sharing is caring. Don't forget that because you need ass, gas, or grass to keep this thing going. And we really would appreciate if you would help us. All right. Uh, Howard is still painting and getting high off the paint fumes, so we should probably stop before he decides to go to Subway at 2 o'clock in the morning for two foot long sandwiches 
Big D, thanks for joining us for this episode. Will we see you next week? No, unfortunately. I will be Why not? riding around. I will be riding around at 30,000 feet. Well, there's like free Wi-Fi for you people, so you can join us. And we cannot do voice calls. That's on like every FAA announcement now. Yep, sorry. <laughs> Hey, three you weeks in a row. You look like you're talking to yourself. You're not on a voice call. You're just talking to yourself. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll, I'll record something for you guys, and you can throw it in there. That way we can do like a four-week-in-a-row appearance thing. Maybe. I don't know. I'm overthinking this. I'm thinking. I shouldn't be thinking. Fix it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us. Let's get the hell out of here. Howard Blues, stop painting. You're done for the night. Go to bed. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this and every episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember to follow, like, subscribe, and share because sharing is caring. Thank you very much. There's free beer tomorrow, and keep your glass at least half full. Remember, see you next time because that's important. And... We'll catch you on down that grass-growing Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you in the next episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Yeah. Yeah, Here, I, yeah what? what? I, I finished editing uh, last week's recording. Oh. Oh. Yeah. How much of last week's do you remember? All of it. <laughs> I I have a pretty good memory because I don't tend to drink to like blackout. So yeah, I oh I, I never do either. But if if anything like really happened, like at the worst of it, I was so focused on painting that I didn't realize like how long Kidder talked about some things. <laughs> Because like when I got to editing and we get to the tornado section and it just goes on and on and on and on, I'm like, I do not remember it being that long. Like I listening to it, I'm like, I remember hearing all of it. I just didn't like. It wasn't that long in my in my brain. So, part of it is I was I was stalling for Big D to come back, and that's how long it took him to come back because I wanted his <laughs> input. Oh. Don't don't worry. I, I I figured that out, and boy, did I have fun with that. <laughs> I I I don't know.
it's it's been a week, but I I probably have spent more time editing that video than I have for a while. So, oh, you had a lot of great content to work with. There's <laughs> a, uh, it's not so much that there was necessarily great content, but there were things that like people would say, and I'd go, "Should I do this? This is what popped in my mind." Yeah, I'm going to do this, and uh, so like graphics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What the hell did you do? <laughs> I mean, you'll have to tune in next week. That's all. I'm I will when I. <laughs> it uh, it was good. There's some good stuff. I didn't end up cutting too much. Uh, there were enough kind of long pauses and such. So the episode comes out at like, yeah, it comes out at about two hours and twelve minutes. Not too shabby. No, no, especially because time wise, I started trying to reel you guys in to end it at like an hour 46, I think is the first time I tried to end the show. And it took that long to shut us all up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, but I think it'll be good. Oh, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's entitled Mistakes Were Made. Mistake number one, that great bile that you were consuming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a. I edited in a joke with that pretty early in, and so <laughs> it, it'll it'll get a chuckle out of you guys. I think. <laughs> so. He's so special. Oh, so special. Enjoy his drink. <laughs> What? You see how far I was going to go with that? A little bit.